Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. It's always exciting to be with you and also to be on the road. <laughs> and here we are in August. Where did the summer go, Linda? It's August. I know. August is the last week of some, the last month of summer. It's actually the first week of school in a lot of places. It's crazy. Well, last school week. School starts so early. Last week on July 27th. Our kids in Arizona started school, our high school kids. What is wrong with these school districts? Really weird. I mean, I thought summer went from Memorial Day to Labor Day. I know. And it's not even. Am I an old school kind of a guy? Yes, you are. But it's not even year round school. I don't understand that. But anyway, it is what it is. So they are having a good time at school. So for a lot of you listeners, summer's over. I mean, the part of it where you don't have to worry about school and so on. For others of you, you're getting to the last part of the the summer, and um, but it is coming up to what I think personally is the best time of the year, the early fall, the Indian summer, Linda, Indian summer. I know, but I love August. So here we are. We like to say that we're not in the autumn of life. We're in the Indian summer of our lives. Right. Exactly. Sounds a little better. So anyway... It's the first week of the month, and as is our habit, we're going to delve into gratitude journals, and we're going to suggest a little bit of a new twist like we do every month for how to continue to have your gratitude journals, but how to do them in a kind of a unique way, a little different way each month so that we have variety And so we stay interested because the hardest thing with a gratitude journal is to stay with it for the whole year. Yes. And and we haven't done too well this last month. We have to admit. We have to admit it. We have been up there absolutely immersed in people, (laughs) children, spouses, grandchildren. Using our family reunion as an excuse why we haven't been diligent in our gratitude journals. But we have been grateful while we've been there. I mean, it's been so fabulous. But as far as writing things down, we have not been so good. And maybe you're in the same boat. But this month, the month of August... Uh, It's really a unique twist because what we're going to do in our gratitude journals, Linda and I, this month is this may sound completely counterintuitive and completely uh, impossible, but we're going to focus on adversity in our gratitude journals. Now, the question right out of the shoot is, can we actually be grateful for adversity or are we just kidding ourselves if we say we are? Well, a lot of times we are not grateful when we're in the midst of the adversity. Um, we just keep saying, do we keep saying, oh, I know I'm going to learn something great from this. I know this is going to be good in the end, but um, not always. Um, we have a grandson who just, uh, he loves several of our grandsons sons are crazy about one wheels. And I don't know if you know what those are or not, but they get one on wheels. these one they're, they're wheel. Dangerous. I, they're battery operated and they go so fast. And he, this one grandson has been on it for five years, I think. 
more, maybe. He uses it instead of a car. Instead of a car. He uses it for work. <laughs> he uses it for everything. And he just picks it up, puts it I on the train. I tried to ride one once and fell right off. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's re- they're really tough to do, but he's just so experienced. So last week, he was running to catch a train. He was riding his one wheel. Riding. Fast. Running, riding. Um, on this one <clears throat> wheel. And just went over a bump that he's been over a thousand times and just absolutely destroyed his arm broke his arm um, in an ugly way so his oh arm was crooked it looked like he had two oh gosh bone coming through his skin all this it. stuff ah was awful why did you bring that up because, oh, because i'm sure at the moment he wasn't thinking oh i'm sure i'm going to learn something from this adversity um because it was miserable it was a four-hour surgery putting him back together so how in the world can adversity fit into a gratitude journal well that's what we're going to delve into and we're going to invite you to delve into it with us during the month of august i do want to say one quick thing i forgot to at the beginning though linda when i think of gratitude right now the first thought that comes to my mind is grandparenting we are so excited about the enthusiasm we're finding for grandparenting oh i thought you meant in adversity well you could say that too you could tie that <laughs> now in this too. week with <clears throat> but we're we're starting this grad this grandparenting course next month it starts in september and the interest in the the uh, the people that are signing is just amazing it's unbelievable how much interest there is and how excited people are about being the best grandparents they can be. So if you're a grandparent or if you have a parent who's a grandparent, please go to grandparenting101.com. Because we're going to have a lot of fun with this. And we want Um, you to sign up. We think there's going to be some back and forth there. Grandparents that have great ideas. You can sign up for free. And we are really thrilled to be able to kind of just host this and glean from what we learned. Zoom seminars. You can do it from wherever you are. There'll be Monday evenings. The first Monday is in September. So just check it out. Grandparenting101.com. And now back to our regular programming. (laughs) (laughs) Adversity and gratitude journals. Let's read you a little from from our book called Daily Thanks. Because when you come to August, it says adversity, and we're going to change it up, what we try to write down in our gratitude journals during August, and we're going to invite you to join us. Okay, so listen to this. Many of us, with the blessings of hindsight, say thank you for adversity and conclude that the greatest moments were when the lightning struck. Now, that's easier to do in hindsight than when it's actually happening. Exactly. But we often look back on our hardest times as our best times. And the trick and what we're going to try to do in the gratitude journals this month is to realize that we all have adversity all the time. And that if we look at it in the right way, it actually can be something that we can be grateful for, even while it's happening. It's interesting that this happens to come up right now because we are studying in the Old Testament this year and we are on the 42 chapters of Job. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I get to teach it this Sunday. That's right. But there cannot be a person who had more adversity. 
But was wow. he great? Was Job grateful for the adversity while it was happening? Well, you know, he I think he got mad once, but I most of the time he was like, There's something, there's some reason he stayed faithful, he stayed faithful, he accepted it. I don't know if he was really grateful for it. That's going to be an interesting well, thing. I think in the end he was, in the end he was, he lost everything his family, his sheep, his, his property, everything, everything. Anyway, with hindsight, looking back, we can see how something we thought was horrible or unfair turned out to be a great blessing. The trick is to see the the way the right way. See it that way right away. To see that see it as a blessing right away. Right away. Well, sometimes it takes some time though. In a sense, adversity is essential to gratitude. If there were none of one there, would be none of the other. Think about that. If there was no adversity, there really wouldn't be any gratitude. I mean, if everything was roses, if everything was sunshine, if everything was good all the time, literally, I mean, we have scriptures that tell us adversity is necessary in all things. Opposition is necessary in all things. But when you think about it in its simplest form, it really is true. If there was no adversity, if there were no problems, you really, it would, it would be impossible to be grateful for anything because you'd have no, nothing to contrast it with. But what we're saying is not only this month in August, we're going to strive not only to use adversity as a way to make us appreciate the good times, we're going to try to go one step further and actually be grateful for the adversity or the opposition while it is happening. Well, that's really hard to say if if you've lost a well a member of your family or there's been a terrible car accident or so on. You you can't be grateful for no, it. No, but, but you can strive to. You can strive to see the silver linings. You can strive to see what could come from it. Not that it's going to be easy and not that it's, you know, sometimes on little things it's easier than on big things, obviously. But the whole point is light cannot be seen without the contrast of dark. Right. But I still hold out that sometimes that takes time. Well, absolutely. It takes time. A lot of time. So think about that with us. And by the end of the show, we're going to make a specific challenge to you as to what to write in your gratitude journal each day. And and we're going to commit ourselves to try every day to make this particular kind of entry in these gratitude journals. So let us, let us um, share a few more thoughts. Adversity projects its own kind of beauty, too hot to touch, but bathing our faces in flickering light, helping us to understand how strong and how beautiful we really are. It does really help us figure out that what we can do. So I like that metaphor. Adversity, it's too hot to touch, but bathing our faces in flickering light, helping us to understand how strong and how beautiful we really are. That's what adversity does. Sometimes it hits us in the face, and other times we see it coming out of the corner of our eye. um, There are two correct responses to adversity, depending on its nature. One is to fight it and change it and win out over it. The other is to accept it and summon gratitude for it. Separating the two is one of the most valuable skills in life. Some people call it 
picking your battles. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes you do have to pick your battles. If you have a child who's rebellious and so on, you have to realize that that child has his free agency and, you know, no matter what you do, in fact, what you do could be a uh, um, detriment right, to his, right. his making his own decisions. And so it really is true. I think we're onto something here, Linda, that really is profound. And we're probably not the most qualified people to talk about it, but there really are only two correct responses to adversity and to recognize the kind of adversity and which of these two responses is appropriate in each case is a real skill. I mean, one, one response is to fight it. You know, like if you're getting the runaround from a doctor and he's not telling you everything, you, you, you fight that. You say, no, no, I want the truth. I want the full truth. I want to, I want to know. There, there are other things when you meet up against adversity and it's wrong and you can correct it and you can go in and fix it. But there are other times, it's really a matter of control, right? There are other times when we have a kind of adversity that just hits us and it's a reality and we can't change it. We can't fight it. And in that case, the other option, the other proper response is to embrace it and to understand that this is something beyond your control and to try to make the best of it, to try to handle it in a positive, faithful um, way that allows you to not be destroyed by it. Right. I was listening to a podcast this week because of Job about uh, the podcaster was saying his father-in-law was the personification of Job because so many bad things happened to him in his life and uh, business partners turned against him and he went to prison for when he was innocent. And, you know, he was really in, in a horrible place, but then the story ended so well because he embraced that in the end in a way that changed his life. It was really quite amazing that he came through uh, with light. Now, if you're out there listening and you're saying, well, it's easier for the IRS, it's easy for the IRS to say they've got a lot of blessings, everything's going well for them. Don't make that mistake, listeners. We can match our adversities with any of you. <laughs> we don't talk <laughs> well, about no, them I maybe quite as much I as that. we should. Well, but I mean, my point is, Adversity is a, you know, they say the only two things that are certain are death and taxes. Well, I'd add add a third, adversity and opposition and problems. We all face them. And what we're talking about today is how to not only accept them, but actually in a way, in a unique, interesting way that's possible only with faith and with a long view of things to actually be grateful for them. So, Let's take a little break and we'll come right back and talk a little more about actually putting adversity into our gratitude journals during the month of August. Hang on, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about adversity today. And Richard ended by saying, you know, we've had some troubles on the way through to which we certainly have had um, our share with, especially with siblings, 
who've struggled. Um, and I think of something that happened over 50 years ago to my sister was so devastating. She um, got in with a rough crowd at Utah State and got pregnant. Did you know there were rough crowds stand. at Utah State? One night stand. Well, it was a football crowd. That, that's a rough. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. There's some really good football players. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble here. But um, it was um, kind of a raucous bunch. Anyway, she, she got pregnant on a one night stand. The dad walked away. And then, you know, it was a long, long time before we finally saw the fruits of of that adversity. I'm glad we can talk openly about that. I'm glad she oh, we can have talk for years. openly yes. about it. She, uh, she's reconnected with this girl. People, the more open we are about our adversity, sometimes the more it helps other people. And that's one of the, th- one of the problems we worry about all the time. We're out speaking to parents all the time and we're talking about positive things usually and about ideas that work and some are our ideas and some are other people's ideas. And there's always people sitting there listening who are saying, oh, it's easy for you because you don't have any problems. We're just not talking all the time about what those problems are. But let's just start off with that assumption. I mean, the challenge we're going to make to you in a few minutes about what to write in your gratitude journals about problems or heartaches or losses or adversity or opposition there's no one who will say, oh, I can't do that because I don't have any. We all have them. And so, you know. Well, and in her case, it's turned out to be a really sweet experience. It has made her uh, so um, sympathetic to others. Uh, She's so able to get down in the holes with people who are having a hard time and help them. And in the end, it's made her a different person. And I'm having lunch with her today. This daughter has five children and they've reconnected and it's been so great. And it doesn't always happen that way, but it it taught such an enormous lesson to everyone involved. Well, and it's like the time after speaking of speaking, one one time after a speech and you weren't there for some reason. One of the few times I think I was speaking on my own without you. And I hate that. I like to be with you, honey. Because you always cover for my my things I mess up on. But anyway, uh, after greeting people after the speech, and there was a woman standing there just crying, just, just, just almost, you know, unconsolable. And when she got to the front of the line, I didn't know what she was going to say to me. And uh, she said, well, I've lost my son. And then she burst into tears again and again and again. And I, I finally, uh, she finally got out the story that, you know, he, he was missing and she hadn't seen him for three months and he was 19 and he's legal age. So the, so the police w- wouldn't help very much. He had his own agency to do what he wanted to do. And I've lost him. I'll never see him again on and on and on. And, and the only thing that came to my mind to try to console her was what you often say, Linda, life is long. And yeah. if you will continue to, to love that boy and to, to try to do your best, there will come a reconciliation. And there always, there always does. I mean, it's like um, Gordon B. Hinckley used to say, it'll all be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Right. And sometimes the end takes a lot of years, but in, in the light of eternity, 
life is, I mean, people say life is short. No, life is long. A lot happens in your life and a lot, a lot of things can change. A lot of things may not change. You may have to wait to the next um, life, but it really is amazing that so many things can happen through adversity. Let it, let's read you a little more poetry on this subject. Sometimes the mere act of being thankful for adversity takes the sting out of it. Whistle while you work. Sing as, as you march into battle. A little-known biblical king, Josiah, overshadowed by luminaries like David and Solomon, practices with success. When the large allied army swept down on tiny Israel, Josiah placed his choir at the front of his army, singing. These were the words, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The opposing force became disoriented and fled in, in terror. terror. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is a battle technique for you. I don't think we've come to that yet in our Bible so. story, but, one, but oh, watch gosh. out for the small yeah. minor character, Josiah, who put his choir at the front of his army and disoriented his opponents. What a, what a deal. <laughs> Somehow I don't think that's going to happen in Ukraine. <laughs> not, not to make light of that because, wow, that is such a hard deal, which we are praying about daily. So anyway. ad adversity is the best atmosphere. This sounds, this sounds counterintuitive. But adversity is actually the best atmosphere in which to practice gratitude, like the resistance on the treadmill, like a kite rising against the wind. Hmm. Yeah. You don't get Very on a good. treadmill. You don't get on a treadmill and turn it down to zero resistance. You, you turn up the resistance so you can really work at it. Well, and you don't fly a kite when there's no wind. Adversity is the wind that can lift our gratitude. Now, here's the challenge, okay? You ready for this, okay, Linda? Okay. Here's the challenge. Every, every day in your gratitude journal during August, and we're going to do this. We're going to do it in our gratitude journals, and we invite you to do it in yours. This month, actually audit your adversity. Not to emphasize the negative, but to prove to yourself that it's a necessary part and it's always there. Instead of hoping to be rid of it, make peace with it and hone the art of overcoming. So here's the challenge. In your gratitude journal each day, make a note of some obstacle, maybe just a little one, but something you faced that day. You will face some little obstacle every day. Even if it's just that you didn't want to get up in the morning, you were too tired, or even if it's that you got some bad news on an email, or even if it's that someone who was supposed to do something didn't do it, or just whatever it is, one um, of those little things that'll come up. I have to say that sometimes the obstacle is you, and sometimes for me, you, wait, wait, the you're, obstacle you're is me. me. Oh. I mean, you know, <laughs> there are obstacles sitting right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to think about. Well, okay, but but here's the challenge. In your gratitude journal, make a note of some little obstacle that you faced that day. And then here's the key. 
write down how you did one of two things, either how you got past it or resolved it, mm-hmm. or how you made friends with it. Mm, That's interesting. really interesting. Every time you write down an obstacle, put down one of two things, either how you got through it or how you resolved it, or in the cases where you couldn't resolve it, where it's beyond your control, as many of these things are, how did you embrace it? How did you accept it? How did you incorporate it into the day? Oh, I really like that, especially yeah. when I think about you as the obstacle. Because hey, wait, quit saying that. <laughs> no, sometimes we, we. Oh, you can embrace we, me. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's what. <laughs> but sometimes we've been very open about the fact that we butt heads a lot, and that we are one of our funnest totally things. different ways of doing things. And I have learned that there is. If I can just do it, there's a way to stop this cycle when we get into an argument. And that is pretty much to say nothing instead of have a comeback, have a comeback. Just say nothing. And, and then sometimes cry a little. I sometimes cry. That, that's even more effective. <laughs> but, but usually if I just am silent, um, I think you reconsider. And then if I'm totally silent, maybe you say, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm wrong. So, you know, not that it always works, but I do think that is a really good idea for just little things like that, as well as the big adversities in our life. Well, and and again, you can, you say, well, I got to do this every day. I don't think I can do it every day. This doesn't have to be a big deal, although some days it might be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you might yeah. wake up sometime this month and not feel very well. And, and you, you know, it's obvious that your adversity that day is you just don't feel good or you're sick or whatever. And, and then, you know, again, what do you do? Do you resolve it? Do you find a way to get to the doctor? Do you find some medicine? Do you find a way to take care of it? Or is it one of those things where there's nothing you can do and you just, you, you embrace it, you make the best of it. You, you try to do the right thing. And you move forward again. I mean, if we had one today, I, we had a little one today. We, we were uh, one of our cars was being serviced and we didn't have it. And we had to get it in time to go on the trip we're going on today. And we were able to resolve it. So we got it. We've got the car back and we can do it. Now, what if we hadn't have been able to get it back from the service department? This is a silly little example. But but would we have gone around the rest of the day saying that darn those people, why can't they keep their commitments? We could have carried it around with us all day and made it a negative effect on our day. Or we could have embraced it and said, well, we're grateful we have one other car we can use and let's not let it bother us. So so whatever it is, you know, if if you if you get up and you're. Um, you're expecting to hear back from someone that you've asked a question to and they don't they don't get back to you and you call them and their voicemail's full and so on. I mean, I'm just trying to point out little oppositions come all the time. And, you know, you try to resolve them. And if you can, fine. If you can't, can you put it behind you? Can you accept it? Can you embrace it and go on and not let it have a negative effect on you. So there's always those two responses, resolve or embrace. Right. And we are, I am right in the middle of a really sad, sad situation that has, um, is a huge adversity. 
And that is one of my dear friends from high school. There were six of us that were all together all the time because we never dated anybody. So we had summer parties. We had so much fun. And we, um, she just went into surgery last week. She's been really more ill than any of us. This is your friend of, of 60 years. Yes. 70 years. 75. Well, 70 years. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, they just did surgery and found a huge mass stage four stolen colon cancer and spots all over her liver. Now that is real adversity in this life. And all of us, of we friends, at least they're so close to her. And of course her family, her children, her grandchildren are reeling, but it really is. That's a real adversity. And we actually have decided we've all cried, cried our eyes out. And now we're going to go and see her tomorrow. Uh, together. She's up in Montpelier where I we grew up together. And we have a class reunion there. So we're going to go over and spend an hour with her. And we're going to just try to make it as wonderful as we possibly can. Just remembering lots of things, uh, great times together, laugh together, and do the very best we can with that adversity. So that's, kind of, that's kind of an example of, of, you know, embracing something that you have no control over. Right. But not, you know, not letting it destroy everything. Well, and she, away. It's a macro example. Yes, it is. And she has such a valiant spirit. She She's going to be great. But um, And she's not, not as excusing there might be a miracle. But um, it really is, yeah. when you come face to face with something like that, you realize the adversity is so real. And but that you can learn so much from it, and I know that we'll all learn a lot together tomorrow as we go through that adversity with her. So again, just to repeat the challenge, and then we'll say goodbye for another week. In your journal, gratitude journal, every day, note some little obstacle you faced, and write down how you either got past it or made friends with it. That's our show for today. Linda, you want to say one last word about grandparenting? Sorry if we keep coming. We're just so into this right now. Grandparents. We are. We We know you're not all grandparents, but you all have parents who are. Right. And we have been smothered with those beautiful people for a month, and it's just been so wonderful. No, we... I just want to say grandchildren are the greatest. And if you want to join us for a really fun time talking about it, go to Grandparenting 101. Yeah, at least read it and see. You'll you'll find there's some really interesting things on that webpage, grandparenting101.com. So we'll see you again next time on Iris on the Road. Bye till then. Bye.